Hi there and welcome to another episode of High Canada Magazine Interviews with me, Cy Williams. You know, we have had some amazing people on our show and I, I make a point of saving the podcast for some of the, the best and most interesting people that I can. You know, we have a history of talking to real change makers within the industry and it's really my pleasure to welcome uh, Paul Bernier, an old friend of mine. We've been friends for six, seven years now. Paul's a, Paul's a big part of the, uh, the cannabis journey, my own cannabis journey with High Canada Magazine. He's also the CEO, uh, Chief Executive Officer over at Healthview Farms in Ontario. And um, I am talking to him right tonight, right now, um, coast to coast from um, Miracle Valley here in British Columbia all the way to southwestern Ontario. Uh, Paul, it is wonderful <coughs> to have you here with us today. Uh, thanks for joining me on High Canada Magazine interviews. Hey, Sai, you know, it's been a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here, finally, after all of these years and the things we've gone through to finally make it all the way through, you know, from the inception of the cannabis uh, world back in, you know, pre-licensing to all the way we are now. So, it's definitely an honor to be here with well, you tonight. And how you. long uh, I have been, I have been asking <laughs> you to do this with me for a couple of years now. And you've always oh, yeah. been saying, okay, you know, sigh when the time is right, I'm there. Sigh when the time is right, I'm there. And when uh, I got a chance to reconnect uh, with you last year in Ontario and you said, sigh, the time is now, I was so excited. And uh, I, you know, sometimes patience is a virtue. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're able to talk to me uh, uh, right now. We're getting ready to celebrate our 75th issue of High Canada Magazine. Wow, 75 uh, issues. Can you imagine that 75 monthly issues, pre-legalization, the dawn of legalization, the dawn of corporate, <sighs> the dawn of corporate cannabis? You know, you have worked in a lot of positions within the um, the, 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 the scope of the cannabis industry. Um, I know you. You've been huge in cultivation. Um, I know that you've uh, been involved in a lot of facility de facility design, patient advocacy, and uh, the medical journey has been a big part of your career. And I know that's where we have High Canada Magazine and yourself, uh, Paul, have really connected over the years. I know that you have an eye, uh, like nobody else, on the future of cannabis. The, you have a very unique perspective on how things have gone right and wrong and things that could have been done better that you're doing now with Healthview Farms. Absolutely. So um, just one more thing, though. I, I, you are such an amazing advocate uh, for medical patients, and you have, uh, you've based your, almost it seems like you've based your whole career on that, and um, <clears throat> on, also on responsible corporate governance, uh, like, uh, with the emphasis on responsible, and one that focuses on the, uh, the, both the consumer and the, uh, the medical communities, the markets that are out there. Um, not a lot of companies are doing it right, we see giant companies out there that have done it wrong and have had to fold, or we've seen a lot of mid to mid to small, or small to mid-sized companies, same thing, mismanagement. They couldn't couldn't get their act together as either a cultivator or <clears throat> they're they're creating these giant carbon footprints and energy bills that are basically the side could you know run a small city, and uh, you know tell me we're we're doing a big interview with you for our seventy fifth issue. 
So I don't want to spoil too much for readers, but let's <laughs> talk for a little bit about um, sustainability and, you know, reducing carbon footprints and building um, b- better manufacturing within the can- Canadian cannabis industry. Well, if you could break it down for me, how are you, how are you bringing the uh, forward thinking strategy, growing strategy into uh into a Canadian cannabis industry that's that's a little singed around the edges. <laughs> Just slightly used, slightly battered around the edges. Slightly you battered. Know, slightly battered. Uh, previously enjoyed, we'll say. Previously. <laughs> well, where were you three years ago? Uh, but I know there was a big learning curve to do it right. But uh, what are you doing now to kind of make it right? So really what you've, a lot of these companies to date, what they've done in the past to current date, is they've got a broken model and continue to work on a broken model. Again, these are just my opinions and, and my sites, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, don't be good at investing on my information. <laughs> but truthfully, though, if you look at these companies, the top, let's even say the top, let's just share it, bring it down to the top five. Okay. They've all looked at this industry differently than I do. So when I say that, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate and educate on that. So the big companies have all sat there and looked at all the customers and patients. Well, patients in the beginning, because it was medical. And they looked at us as the end user. And they kept referring to us as the end user. See, I see myself because I'm a heavily medical patient as well from some injuries I sustained and with my father through the cancer treatments. So they look at us like the end users. So when they look at us as the end users, they're looking at, they're looking at themselves before they look at us. And every aspect of the imagination, quality, consistency, you know, it's not here, oh, well, you can, you can buy this. There was no accountability for what was going on. Um, so with that being said, I turned it around and I, I, I looked at the consumer and I say the consumer's the first person and the licensed producers are the end user. So with that in mind, I, built, I come to the market building consistency, quality, and actually caring and actually doing the things they say we do. All these big companies, Cy, they have this, you know, this mission statement. If you look on all these companies' mission statements, how many of them actually stuck with what they said they're going to do? They only say what they're going to do to get to get your money because you're the end user. Now I change it. I flipped the script. We built the company around the consumer. So I built a sustainable company by building out a realistic production force. Back in the beginning, the companies would go out there just to get a license and build a building. You know, they put it up, put it up, put the lights up, put this in, you know, half the crops, they pattern mildew. It didn't matter to them because they had a license and it was worth a bunch of money. Now that the correction comes to the market, that all now falls out of place. So what do you really have? Are there any companies out there that built their facility for sustainability? Not really. So when I came to the market, that was my number one focus, sustainability. So with that, you don't want to have, if you keep running your overhead so high, because energy is one of the biggest things, you're not going to make it. Look at all the mistakes people have made before. Look at the technology that's come up to date that can help you with, you know, again, I say energy because energy is your number one draw. So when I built this facility for healthy farms, it's a 35,000 square foot state-of-the-art. And when I say state-of-the-art, I, I honestly mean state-of-the-art. 
Um, now, just said, touching on that for a second, you uh, you've uh, partnered up with um, um, Agnetics if, uh, uh, yeah. last year, and I've been reading <clears> some pretty <throat> impressive and exciting um, press releases. You know, um, doing my own reading, they are one of the leaders in smart horticulture. You know, uh, they have some of the most innovative technology um, currently available in the market right now. They're the, the, some of the things they were touting on um, in the in the reading material I was going through, you know, severe, uh, like inc extremely reduced carbon footprints, which was was shouts out to me because you know I'm all about you know bitching out the LPs for their giant carbon footprints, but also being able to reduce operating cost and increase yield at the same time because of these innovations. Um, hearing that you partnered up with the, with the group like that, just you know actually gives me a little bit of hope i was starting to think i was becoming um a little jaded <laughs> about the uh, no. ecological state of our industry not at all and, and healthy farms is an indigenous indigenously owned company so when we're when we got in when i got tapped to you know to fulfill what their thoughts are and what they want to see in the industry carbon footprint was number one so we designed yeah. a facility using it we went i honestly god I traveled probably better part of a year and a half around North America, checking with different light systems and this and that. And everybody says, I remember when you were doing your yeah. technology run and you were yeah, on it for quite a bit. You were all, you were everywhere for, for a while there. Yeah. I was in New Brunswick one week and I ran into you in BC the next week. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what I, what I found though, was that the led technology was actually coming up to a level that was more acceptable because I was, an, I was a legacy grower. You know what I mean? LED, get it out. I don't want to hear nothing about it, but I had to change my ways as well. So when I did my research, and like I said, extensive research from, oh my God, from Gavitas all the way down to, you know, the, the smallest, the smallest group. Yeah, there's a lot I, of lighting options available oh, out there. Only a few of them with an eye eye towards the future and an eye towards sustainability. And, um, and, every, and everybody says they got the best lights and the most sustainable lights, right? <laughs> Right. But um, the one thing that uh, Agnetic seems to have uh, that no one else seems to have, or maybe I'm not aware of, and if I am, I'm, I, please let me know, um, the uh, very innovative high-powered liquid-cooled luminaires. Liquid cooling for your lights. And I know LED, there's some power, there's some heat fluctuation, the tiny, you have to take things into account. I'm not a, I'm not a horticulturalist, or, nor am I a, a big lighting person. I I know what I know from the magazine, but I know that uh, the, there are certain things you need to take into account with LED using LEDs. Yep. You know, they, they only last for five years and you have to, re, uh, re, re, usually there's a lot of replacing within the industry. And I know that, uh, the, that the, the, the temperature variations on conventional LEDs can be problematic for a, a grower or an HVAC system that's not, you know, doesn't know what to do or hasn't encountered something like that before you know cannabis is a fickle fickle uh plant and it has to be grown under the perfect of perfect conditions um it's it's yeah. true and you now trying you know again have a legacy guy who's used to the you know thousand watt bulbs went to double-ended bulbs now we're going to led like to make a decision to do that on a scale like that, it's a it's a million dollar decision to make. Over oh, absolutely! So when you're making that, you better make sure you know what you're doing. And I really had to get really good at what what decision I had to make. Like so, for example, so the LED lights there from Magnetics, the technology comes from 
this gentleman who invented the lights, he's the guy who invented LED light changing technology. So he was the guy who, uh, you know, all the LEDs, they change lights and they all that other Yeah, I've, I've got so, a yeah. few of them. I'm, I, so, I'm yeah, always so amazed him. by how neat so they are. He, yeah, he sold that technology to Philips. And then Philips then became out with the Hue lights. That was this guy. So his tech, So then he got into the technology of growing lights because, again, he saw an industry that was struggling for real data and real horticultural lighting. So these lights actually have little cameras on them that beat that can read right down from the first leaf to the bottom leaf. Tell me the temperature. Tell me if the plant's sick. Tell me the degree of the, tell me um, tell me if it's ready for harvest. It is absolutely insane the data driven technology we now have. On an hourly on an hourly report, I get to my phone, even myself as a CEO, I'm I'm very hands on. I get a report. It'll, if there's a spike in a, there's a spike in there, it'll tell me. I'll be right there Are, with the guys saying, "Hey, listen, it'll, it, right, real time, real time." Now, get, is there some sort of AI technology kind of built in that keeps everything uh, like? There's a lot of computer work going to towards to keeping everything at optimal temperatures and op, optimal efficiency. Um, is there any kind of AI technology worked in there? Do you know? There is. They have a whole they have a whole aspect worked into it. I don't know the whole work you know, workings behind it. Well, I, of... I'm just learning about the wonders <laughs> that AI is bringing uh, oh. bringing to the uh, Canadian or to the international cannabis market, and it's it's slipping in. and And I do actually, I did recall seeing something on the Ignetics uh, website about um, their AI driven technology. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's to be it cutting really edge. But the most important part too with that. The reason why I looked at these magnetic lights and I looked at other ones and the difference, even when it comes down to pricing, you got the best, the middle, and then it comes down to pricing. Then you look at the pricing. What am I getting? We're fantastic. Uh, you know, second to none. So that made me happy about the purchase that I was doing. And then two, the facility is even greater. Number three is that when I designed the facility with these lights in the HVAC system, anybody can come in and run it. I didn't, I wasn't stuck to a master grower who said, you know, I'm out of here unless you pay me this kind of money or I get this amount of shares in the company. I'm not giving you all my secrets. It doesn't matter now. I can't be held hostage. I traveled North America extensively, learned the best, what to do, what not to do, and put it all in this facility. So the lights, the lights, for example, are liquid cooled. I, I got a food grade glycol that runs uh, through the lights through a tube and pulls the heats out, pulls the heat out of the lights through this glycol and recirculates it for me to heat the rest of my facility with it. And considering we're in Canada, you know that's yeah. 10, ten months ten months a year, so that's a huge savings cost for me on my carbon footprint alone. On, oh, on, the, on, the, on the other part, we put together a four pipe train uh, HVAC system. That recovers. I was just going to ask you about your HVAC system. Jeez, I'm getting predictable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, please tell me. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Whenever I go to a facility, I do a lot of facility tours. I'm yeah. I'm that guy who wants to check out the HVAC system because <laughs> that's that's where it is, man. That's where your control is. So the number again, carbon footprint in mind and full control over the system of, of your environment is our number one and number two things. With those two things in mind, we can we can achieve anything. So with the so on top of the lights, by pulling that heat out and recovering it, 
I no longer have any waste going out. So on top of that, then you've got your my HVAC system I did with train, and we, we you know specifically designed for a facility. You know that was millions of dollars. You know what I mean just just alone, not cutting any cars, any corners because you need that climate control. So with this train system, with the four pipe train system, I also recover. I also able to recover the condensation from the from the HVAC system. We recirculate it, refilter it, and put it through a whole bunch of fancy looking lights and bring it back into the facility. So even our wastewater is, is minimal, like absolutely minimal. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive eye on sustainability there. Um, so, you're, are you it, sure you're not located in like Northern <laughs> Ontario? You're in Southwestern Ontario? Yeah, uh, and, and, and here's the other thing too. So with this, you know, with this four pipe system and the way we designed it all, and there are dehumidification, which is the biggest thing in the world when it comes to cannabis, because when the lights go off, you know, the, the, the humidity spikes and they start basically sweating, right? This humidity goes off in the air. So a lot of companies that I've seen have a control of anywhere, we, we call it a, a swing. So we were able to, you know, cut that swing down, you know, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20% swing. They have that control. With this four pipe system through train, the way we did our dehumidification with them, customizing it to what we needed to, I won't get all those details for those I'll keep to ourselves. That's some proprietary stuff that I've learned over the years from here and in California. But at the end result is I'm able to control that swing with a 5% swing instead of a 20% swing. So with that alone, it cuts down and reduces the risk of powdered mildew and any other type of ailments that could happen at the plant. So yeah. our plant, our plant health will always be top notch. Will always be there. We won't have to worry about root disease or you know pattern mildew and, and all that other fun stuff. Which our, are major concerns uh, still to this day. You know, I I've I still uh, once every couple of months I'll walk into a facility and go, "Ooh, hey guys!" I hate being the guy to point it out, but. Uh, it still happens, and I still see consumers compl complaining online on Reddit. Uh, so you know, ultimately, um, your your con end consumer's uh, opinion is everything. But if you if you make those easy steps where you don't have to worry about uh, things like powdery mildew, and you you take a lot of make those steps uh, easier. Uh, but at the same time, without without sidestepping any environmental factors and actually increasing um, your 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 environmental sustainability, uh, just blows my mind. You know, I just want to point out to our listeners, to our readers. You know, um, Healthview Farms was nominated for a very coveted award at the um, this upcoming Grow Up Conference uh, Cannabis Industry Awards. They were nominated for uh, one of the bigger awards too, the Environmental Impact Award. And there's a reason you can see why Healthview Farms was nominated, and why I'm quite confident that they're they're gonna they're holding this uh, award up over their heads uh, <laughs> next month in September in Niagara. You know, there are very few companies out there that um, that actually they all declared it claim to be green and pro green, but there's very few who understand the, uh, the medical market, um, med medical advocacy, or actually having an eye on indigenous cannabis, indigenous legal cannabis and environmental sustainability. You know, I just have to commend you, Paul, on all the hard work you've done. Um, 
on everything your team has done and i can only continue to expect amazing things um out of your camp uh at uh uh, all the things you have going on. Um, is there anything you want to shout out before we close out this episode? Hey, if you want to, you know, here's one thing. If you guys don't want to take a look at our HVAC system, for example, we do a train. Uh, we put it online on our Instagram account at Help You Farms. And Farms is P-H-A-R-M-S. Or you can check me out on uh, LinkedIn as well under Paul Bernier for Help You Farms. I'm usually on there weekly doing updates of our facility and what we're up to. And don't forget to check out High Canada Magazine. Oh, High Canada Magazine. And don't forget, Paul Bernier is going to be our on our cover of Issue 75, where we look at Cannabis CEOs 3.0, bigger, badder, better than ever before. Thank you, Paul Bernier, Healthview Farms. And this was another episode of High Canada Magazine Interviews with me, Cy Williams.